Hello everyone, you are in good traffic. Thank you so much for your time and welcome to the new show. We're gonna be catalyzing an ongoing optimistic conversation about urban planning and urban design right here in the United States. We're gonna be talking to a range of leaders, both from a grassroots bottom-up level and a top-down decision-maker level with the goal of helping those groups meet in the middle and close urban planning's communications gap that currently exists and gets in the way of so many great solutions. We wanna be helping to catalyze conversation by making a lot of these technical ideas way more accessible to the folks um, on the ground that are living out the, the realities of the built environment choices that the folks from the top down are making. And we want to help those top down folks understand that reality that the folks who are using the experiences that are being designed for them and around them, um, what they're going through and, and why they may like or dislike things. We're going to be looking at cities around the U.S. And by cities, I mean that in an inclusive way, towns, neighborhoods, pockets within neighborhoods and cities at large to try to find and trace and then scale solutions that are authentically American, we'll call it. We understand that there's a lot of great examples around the world of great urban design, and we do want to try to talk about those and put those on a pedestal and continue to find ways to make this work here in the U.S., but the second part of that sentence I just said is far more important in my eyes for the work of this show and the conversations that will be had on it. And is that that is that we want it to be very practical for us here in the U.S. We want to look at success stories on our shores that are doing well within our economic system, that are doing well within our government system. Look at how those are possible in the state or the city or, the, again, the neighborhood level that they are. Look at why talk to the folks that are responsible or that know a lot about those certain um, pedagogies and, and rationales, and then scale that back to then scale it up and look at how we can accomplish it in more than one place. You'll see not a it, it, not an ignoring of places around the world that are doing great things, but more, again, of an emphasis on the American way of doing these positive people-centric changes um, in, in different cities in the United States. A little bit about me. I'm an urbanist and storyteller who spent time with numerous groups around the country um, creating content and telling stories that are hopefully um, catalyzing conversations that are leading to a better understanding of things like urban design and placemaking and community development and why um, more people-centric neighborhoods that aren't so automobile and car-dependent and centric and reliant are better for us, are better for our planet, are better for our economy and things of that nature. And, and I've done a lot of that work too personally on my TikTok channel at Cities for People, which some of you, a few of you may recognize um, some of my content from there. But this is kind of the next iteration of my work in that realm. And that is to say less of me just talking into a camera and more of me trying to ask questions of great people who are doing things, again, on the ground and in the decision maker positions in cities and neighborhoods all around this country and we want to amplify those voices and then we want to help use those as models to get some of this done. Over the coming weeks, we already are, are kind of in production on a lot of very neat conversations, and we have a lot more that are being planned as we speak with these sorts of leaders. And I cannot wait for you all to hear what they have to say and how they've been making strides in their given community. This show is called Good Traffic, and I, I kind of came up with this name, and I'm really excited about the ethos of this idea of good traffic. The words seem like antonyms in a lot of ways. 
that wouldn't be the correct grammatical terms. They're very contrarian to each other in a lot of ways um, in terms of how we usually pair them together. You don't see the words good traffic next to each other very often. It's usually bad traffic, terrible traffic, and often I hate traffic. And I realize that traffic is one of the few unanimous political ideologies that I think we all in this country share. Um, none of us like to sit in gridlock um, for hours on our way home from work or from school or wherever we go on a daily basis. Um, but most of us do, or most of us have at least some point in our life. And if you're fortunate enough to live in one of the few walkable, bikeable, truly transit-oriented places in the country, you probably live there um, for a reason. And, and one of those is probably to avoid things like traffic and, and the sorts of realities about the built environment that traffic creates, worsens, entails, and so on. And so we want to look at why does this idea of traffic always have to be seen as a bad thing? I mean, in the current state of things, it totally makes sense why it always has to be seen as a bad thing because it largely is a bad thing. Um, actually, just last night before recording this episode, I was rear-ended on the way home. I haven't driven my car in, in weeks, and yet the first time I go to drive it, um, you know, someone hits me on the way home. Not to get into that story, I'm all good. But the point is, is that these things are our inconveniences at best in our life. Our reliance and dependency on automobiles and cars at best is an inconvenience for us. More often than not, it's a danger. Um, it's an expense. It's something that um, opportunity cost-wise is taking away from uh, fruitful things in our life in other ways. It's time draining. Um, it's resource intensive again. And so I think it's time that we start looking at traffic not as this inevitable foregone conclusion, but rather as a choice of the built environment and one that we're able to change, one that we can maximize as an, there's kind of three stages of what I'm hoping to do with this show, the, in, in the conversations within it. The first being, okay, how can we as individuals, how can you all as an individual maximize the current state of where you live right now, the sorts of things that are going on in your immediate neighborhood, in your city, on your specific commute? How can we maximize that current situation? How can we basically get really personal and individual with you and how to maximize your day-to-day -day so that you can become less car-reliant and help make traffic good. Why does the commute have to be such an ugly thing? Why can't it become a more beautiful, dynamic part of our day that leads to better outcomes rather than just anxiety, danger, the sorts of things that we just talked about getting when you're stuck in wall-to-wall gridlock traffic like most folks in the U.S. often are. The second stage of this show that we want to do is, okay, so you've tried to maximize or you maybe you have maximized or you failed to maximize your current individual stasis within your community. How can you help to change and better your immediate community, your neighborhood, again, your city? How can you and often the folks around you, because it's generally going to take a communal effort, get together to help start catalyzing and creating that change? And then the third stage that we're going to talk about is how to change that built environment in terms of getting out of it and going to a better one for you and your situation and your family. So again, the three stages, we have maximizing your current environment, bettering your current environment, and then finding a new environment. We're going to focus on those three. Most of the content conversations will help shed light on solutions to one, if not two, if not all three of those things. And hopefully you're able to take away some pieces from those to help you wherever you're at in your decision-making process um, in terms of your built environment choices and how you are navigating your home and what that means for your day-to-day -day routine and that of your family. We want to return real quick 
to this idea of American urbanism. When I say American urbanism, it's not meant to be in a raw, raw way. It's not saying that I'm proud of our cities in, in all of them. It, it's not saying that when I say optimistic conversations, that doesn't mean just celebrating things and ignoring the bad things. What it does mean, though, is finding and kind of branding American urbanism. What can that mean going forward? What is actually the bones of what we want to write as our as our founding principles of urbanism in this country? I don't think we have a great consensus on that. I have my opinions, which I'm sure will come out through the work. They're not the most important part of this work, but they will come out through the work. And I think you'll start to hear from folks around the country again in different cities who have real firsthand front lines rationale for their choices um, and their words around what American urbanism means. But really a lot of this show is about defining that. And then starting to set a model for it like other countries have so then they can build their cities in a similar way in terms of how they function logistically, both for passenger, for commercial, for all of these sorts of transit uh, methods, transportation methods, housing methods, whatever it may be, literally any realm of urbanism is open for debate and conversation on this show. Um, but we want to talk about it through, again, this lens of, of America and the U.S. and how we can improve our cities here. So we love the Netherlands. We're actually going to have some guests on from the Netherlands, hopefully in the coming weeks, but we're not going to just return every episode to, yep, let's build it like Amsterdam. Yep, let's build it like The Hague. Let's build it like this place, right? We're going to go, well, let's. we found this pocket of Minneapolis that we think is really positive as an example of this way, or, hey, the way that they're doing this thing in Portland is great, or like, oh, there's this one crossroads in Omaha, Nebraska, or St. Louis that has this really interesting um, dynamic that exists, and the folks that live there kind of are able to achieve this really walkable um life in a way that maybe is unexpected for where they're physically located. And we want to really put those stories up and then really dive into the calculus of those places and why on an economics level, on a sustainability level, on a personal uh, mindfulness, happiness, mental health level, that those choices and those outcomes are beneficial, but that they could also be beneficial for others and starting to share those stories so that more people can start to get to reap the benefits and live in similar situations within the U.S. So we love our international um, kind of models on a hill, um, shining examples on the hill for urban planning and design, and we surely, surely will talk about them. But we're going to try, I'm going to try to steer the conversation as much as I can into American um, examples of these sorts of things, things that are practical in the U.S. that work within our economic and governmental systems and that have been figured out here somehow and then trying to figure out how they work in other states and communities. So that's a little bit about the show. As you can tell, this is very unscripted. I like that about a lot of these conversations. There will be a general direction for some of them. I mean, there's a reason why the guest will be on, but largely it'll be driven by what the guest feels is important. So there's a reason I found them. Now I want them to talk about why um, they've reached the point where they were um, an exciting person to talk to in terms of turning traffic and turning our American cities into this beautiful example of how things can be here and, and hopefully elsewhere around the world. So we're going to be diving in. I'm really excited to, to meet the individuals that I haven't met yet to continue conversations with those that are already um, friends of mine and folks that um, I am just dying to get the word out about and dying for you all to hear from because there's some great people that have taught me a lot. Um, I really just appreciate you. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your interest in urban planning and urban design. We cannot run from this thing. That is the reason why I do believe that the audience for this is truly uncapped, even within the niche, because no matter who you are, 
no matter how much money you make, no matter how you get around, you cannot escape the realities of urbanism, of urban planning and design, and the decision makers' decisions, they will affect you one way or another. So it, it, it's a better idea, I think, for more of us to get involved in this conversation, for more of us to understand how urban planning works, because so few of us do growing up. I know I didn't learn about the world of urban planning until I was well into my undergraduate business school experience. Um, I stumbled into that world when I got an internship with cul-de-sac building the first car-free community in the United States. Before that, I had never really thought fully about um, these places that I loved and these places that I didn't love so much and why they were the way they were. And I just think so many of us are growing up in areas, we're living in neighborhoods where we just think this is the way it is. We're accepting these decisions as written in stone. We don't think about they were all intentionally designed by a person or group of people throughout history, and therefore they can be changed. And therefore, we can look at them differently. And therefore, certain communities are already looking at them differently. And those conversations are being led by the sorts of people that we're going to have right on the show. We're also going to be on YouTube, a video for all of these. There'll be clips on our Instagram, in.goodtraffic um, on Instagram, and then on TikTok, at Cities for People. If you already follow there and you're coming here because of that, I really appreciate you being along for the ride the last um, few months and year. I'm excited to be back on there creating content. I know I've been gone for a little bit, but this show will be taking up a lot of the room on there. And so you'll get to hear from a lot of the wonderful guests about the sorts of topics that you showed up there in the first place to start hearing about. So it'll be more of the things you love. Um, we're also going to be on Substack at ingoodtraffic.substack.com. Um, we're going to have written elements there as well as some other um, interactive experiences. So there'll be some writing, there'll be some video, and there'll be some audio. And however you access information, however you like to intake things, we hope to meet you where you're at so that you can get involved in this conversation too. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day, your week, and we'll see you soon.